Hello everyone and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And I'm Bob Seska. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Banter Roundtable podcast is brought to you by the Banter Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Banter membership today. You can get a 50% discount when you join the community and you'll get access to all our premium articles and locked archive. You will also be supporting independent, responsible media at a crucial time when our democracy is in peril. Your support is greatly appreciated. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of the Banter Roundtable podcast. Happy to be here this morning with you guys. Bob, Justin, how are you? Hey, Ben, how are you? Hey, how's it going? And I'd like to say good morning to our listeners as well. Uh, and make this a bit of a habit now and say saying uh, a very polite hello to you all. And uh, we, I know you guys are going to make fun of me. Um, no, not us, never. Uh, we love our listeners, so thank you. Um, all right, we've got a great show for you today. We are going to be talking about uh, the confirmation of Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson, the Republican reaction, which was predictably horrible and racist might i add we also have uh the spectacular tucker carlson glenn greenwald meltdown over fake quotes attributed to them which is pretty funny we're gonna be talking about a study proving fox news viewers can be deprogrammed uh, amazingly by watching cnn um we also have uh, uh some news about the doj's investigating trump in what could be a very significant development uh, in his um, handling of uh, White House records that were uh, that wounded up at Mar-a-Lago, so uh, Bob or Bob is going to be talking a bit about that. Then we have our both sides uh, segment for you all. I've got some particularly crazy ones again. And then in the members only section, we're going to be talking to Bob about his uh, JFK conspiracy theories. Uh, apparently, Bob, unbeknownst to um, many of our listeners and uh, and Justin, I think as well, is that Bob is a conspiracy theorist. Now, I'm just joking; he's not a conspiracy theorist, but he has <laughs> magic. Bullet, he is man. a JFK conspiracy theory yeah, conspiracy theory nut. So he's actually done. Uh, I, I mean, yes, I am a nut. Make sure to include nut. that he's, word. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's got very interesting theories and takes on this. So we're going to be talking about that in the members only section, but. Anyway, without further ado, let's get going. Uh, Judge uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson was confirmed this week. So she's now going to be on the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court will finally look more like the country um, it purportedly represents. So just, you know, reactions to this, guys. Like, this was a big deal, right? This This is a huge deal. It is, and there's been so many, so many salty white tears. I've been guzzling it all week. It's been delicious. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it until t- someone pointed out on Twitter today, and I can't believe I didn't realize it. White men are now a minority on the Supreme Court. Are they? No. Yes. Yeah, yes. you're right. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, that's why they're really, really mad. That's what they're mad about. Yeah, I was thinking there are four women now on the Supreme Court, and uh, obviously one of them not quite on our side. But the fact of the matter is that yeah, it's getting a lot closer to full 
an adequate representation of uh, basically American demographics. I mean, we're far from it, obviously. Lots of groups not represented on the court, but we're only talking about nine people. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that changes soon. But, yeah, still, no, still that, a, that's, um, that's a whole lot of rage. <laughs> right. I mean, it's still, still uh, obviously massively outweighed the conservatives. The, the court is still stacked heavily in favor of uh, Republicans. But nevertheless, it's still a historic moment. And it's still, I think, um, obviously, you know, it really, really, really irritated Republicans. And they walked out during, uh, as she was being clapped, uh, as she was confirmed, uh, Republicans walked out of the Senate chamber because, of course, they're fucking children. Yeah, that's um, just tacky as hell. That was, it just, was just awful. Like 40, so the, the Senate voted 53 47 to confirm her. Um, to the to the Supreme Court, and uh, you know, I think uh, the, the, there was a report that the, the Mitt Romney was was one one of the only three moderate Republicans who voted voted to confirm her. The others were Mikowski, Lisa Mikowski and Susan Collins. Like, can you just give me one reason why they wouldn't confirm? Why forty seven Republicans refused to confirm her? One sane reason? Do you have? Is there anything? Any reason well, can, why you wouldn't confirm her? I mean, I can give you two. She was black and she was a woman. I mean, come on. What else do you need? It's a Republican. Okay, no, 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 fair. There we go. Fair enough. Yeah, no, you got it. Um, but that was it, right? That was the reason why they, uh, they this, on what grounds were they opposing her? She was supremely qualified for the job. No pun I mean, intended. That just, that just made me sick. That really, really made me sick. Watching them walking out of the of the hearing. Forty seven of them voted against her, and then uh, some of them were they're so childish and petulant that they walked out as she was uh, as she was confirmed. I mean, absolutely pathetic. Um, yeah, there it's this gigantic pander to the Trump supporters. Yeah, That's I mean, exactly it, why it, this it's all not happened. Even really childishness. It's they know who their audience is. They know yeah, who exactly their voters right. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how they're behaving. I mean, bear in mind, and we heard uh, Bill Barr say this recently, that they believe the biggest threat facing the United States isn't Russia or terrorism or climate crisis or anything like that, COVID, none of that. They think the biggest threat to the United States is the progressive agenda. And that's how that's the prism through which they're seeing everything. So any Republican who, you know, we have a few exceptions, obviously, but any Republican who goes uh, or who, who even pretends to support the Democratic Party in any way, shape or form is going to get blacklisted. So none of them want to be part of that. I mean, Lindsey Graham at least said he's voted to confirm every Supreme Court uh, member that you know he's been a part of as far as the uh, uh, the advice and consent process, uh, except for this one. He stopped here. <laughs> this is the line that he's crossed. There is a, an immense drive to mm. pander to the racist vote in this country, and that's why uh, the Republicans walked out. They need the racists to support them with great enthusiasm, because without those racists, they don't really they don't really have much of a chance of winning elections. Uh, it's yeah, it's actually the racists and Fox News and you know the usual suspects. But primarily, what they need is that racist vote, so they can do whatever they have to do in order to secure that. And uh, this is one of those things. This is fucking awful. 
Just sad. But hey, whatever. She's been confirmed. I want to focus on the positive here that she's been confirmed. A very, very, very um, qualified candidate for the Supreme Court who is uh, smart, liberal. Um, she's, you know, uh, I I can see nothing. I can see only benefits to having her on the court in terms of her, of, of how intelligent she is. You know, when you listen to her speaking, you realise, okay, this is a, this is a very, very serious intellect. You know, this is a very reasonable, rational person and a, and, a, and a serious intellect. And it's good. You know, you want more of those kind of people running the country and being on our being on the courts. So it was good, even despite the Republican um, childishness and racism. Um, yeah, there's a, a black woman on the Supreme Court. So, so, you know, thank God. Yeah, right. shocking. The Republicans are now on the wrong side of history, by the way. Yeah, Once shocking, again. right? Yeah, and I, here's here's my prediction, and we may never be around to see this prediction come true, so it's a safe one for us at least. <laughs> I think within, I don't know, 40, 50 years, the Republicans are going to be quoting Katanji Brown-Jackson just the same way that they go to MLK uh, or, you know, or Lincoln for that matter. Right. Katanji Brown Jackson, this is one of those things that, that helped them in the moment, but in the long run, they're going to try to pretend as if they had something to do with this history being made. Yes. And, and they, uh, right. The fact that Martin Luther King would have hated, would have, they, they would have hated yeah. Martin Luther King. Like, had yep. they been alive at the same time, they would have hated him. They would have stood against him, called him a terrorist. Um, you know, he would have been part of Black Lives Matter. That would have been, you know, unconscionable mm-hmm. and therefore anti-American. So yeah, they, but now they they uh, they jump or they use his quotes and yeah, it's it's disgusting. So all right, mm, yeah. um, I want to talk about uh, the actually let's talk about the Department of Justice and uh, the Trump documents that magically appeared in Mar-a-Lago. Uh, this is quite significant, but we were talking about this before the show started. How significant yeah, yeah. is this? I, I think it's pretty significant. I, I don't like what's going on as far as the lack of cooperation with Congress. Uh, the, uh, oh, what's her name? Oh, shoot. I'm blanking. I'm blanking on her name. But uh, a member of Congress was quite upset yesterday over the fact that uh, DOJ doesn't appear to be sharing any of their findings with regard to this document theft with Congress specifically. And the person I was trying to think of was Carolyn Maloney. (laughs) Thank you. 50 years old. Yes, it's getting worse. Uh, Yeah. Carolyn Maloney was really complaining about the fact that Department of Justice is obstructing the House Oversight Committee's investigation of Trump's document theft. You know, this is the whole National Archives story. And the thing I always like to throw in here because it's an important and salient point to make, which is that because Donald Trump gives us no reason to give him the benefit of the doubt on any of these things, I think we have to assume that Donald Trump stole these documents, not for posterity. I think he sold them for, uh, to, I think he stole those documents. I think he went to Mar-a-Lago with those documents in order to sell them, in order to make a profit on them. Because everything Donald Trump does is driven through the prism of, how do I make myself? How do I get to my next paycheck? Because Donald Trump's not a wealthy man. <laughs> he pretends to be a wealthy man. He's held afloat by Russian money and loans. Uh, and God only knows, Save America Pack as well. His sucker supporters keep him afloat. But this is one of those things where I'm sure he walked away with those documents thinking, 
okay, I can make uh, a lot of money with these things. This will be uh, mine to keep, or he thought that they were his to keep somehow. But uh, the good news is that apparently DOJ is looking into this. We don't know for sure because this came from a leak, which in the case of DOJ is usually, a, you know, what we could call an underground press release. Hmm. Uh, and so my concern is that we're hearing about this because we're hearing about this. That indicates that there are people inside DOJ who are willing to let things slip to the press. So why hasn't the presence of a Trump insurrection, big lie investigation, slipped to the press? The fact that we've heard about this, certainly good news, possibly. But there's a bad news side to this insofar as if we heard about this, we we probably should have heard about the other thing, too. And we haven't, which indicates to me that perhaps the other thing, the other investigation of Trump isn't actually going on. Now, it could be that they're really tight lipped on this. It could be that they, they're Fort Knox and there's a level of discipline inside DOJ now that Merrick Garland is there that we haven't seen before. And that's a distinct possibility. I mean, I'm not trying to diminish that. But the fact is that uh, we haven't. And so uh, I hate to put a Debbie Downer spin on what would be otherwise good news, but but there it is. Yeah, yeah I just, mean, just about the, um, the I'm sorry, real quick, just about the documents. Yeah. There's very little chance that he took them hoping to hide them from anybody. There's incriminating stuff in there because anything incriminating, he's been destroying. Yeah. He's been burning them. He's been eating them. He's been flushing them. So you're probably right. He mm -hmm. probably was trying to sell them. He probably thought he was going to be able to sell them or auction them off to the highest bidder in some way. Yeah. So yeah. that that's a very good possibility. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. But I mean, it, it, it seems that, you know, there's always, as, a, as always, there's going to be questions over whether he can be held responsible for this. And mostly, you know, if the people around him, the enablers who who, who will probably catch you know they'll take a bullet right they'll take the bullet for this um but it seems like it just amazes me what this guy has been able to get away with and continues to get away with you know and there's always for some reason pinning him down you know finding him legally culpable with something where he can be thrown in jail despite the the blatant crimes that he's committed it seems the more obvious the crime the more or the the easier like it is for him to get out of it it's it's i don't know it's kind of it's like a kind of houdini um we're being like trolled by by some sort of weird magician who can well they, they keep playing the same card over and over and over it's like oh he didn't know he was breaking the law so we can't really hold him responsible for it it's like you can only get away with that so many fucking times before it's like, you know what? He was president for four goddamn years. Yeah. But there's only so much works. you can say he didn't know. It's not it's not how the law works, right? You can't just say, like, yeah, I didn't know. It's like I robbed the bank. I didn't know it was illegal, you know? Right, mm -hmm. yeah. None of us get to use that excuse. The only people that get to use that excuse, apparently, is Donald Trump and the police. The police get to use that excuse for some reason. Oh, I didn't know that was illegal. Whoops. Yep. Yeah, like, like what? Uh, what? Absolutely. They're the cops. Of course they have to know what the law is. Why don't they why do they get away with it? But what are they gonna do if he gets back into the White House and he starts doing it again? They're gonna say he still doesn't know. How you know, like how often are they gonna give him that excuse to play? Yeah, yeah. I mean 
I guess it will just keep going. You know, it keep it, until he shoots somebody in public on broad tele, on, on in broad daylight on television. I see the mm-hmm. guy just continuing to get away with things because I mean, you know. Anyway, like it, it is, it's thoroughly depressing just to know now what is admissible at the at, the, at high levels of power, like the kind of corruption that is. Uh, just now in, in the Republican Party, you know, and again, this is at least to the both sides thing, right? That that when you try to make, you know, you try to draw comparisons between the two parties, like there are there aren't any. Can you yeah. imagine if Hillary Clinton had done this? Can yeah, you no, there's always it? a presumption of guilt on, mm-hmm. on the part of Democrats, and always a presumption of innocence on for, on the part of Republicans. Right, always, right. always. If this was Obama, like any one of these scandals would have toppled uh, any any of them. Any of them would have toppled Obama's presidency, like ended it within before it was. You know what I mean? It would have, like, just even the even the smallest Trump crimes, um, even the kind of minor scan, what we now regard as kind of minor scandals, like paying off porn stars and things like that. That would have ended. That would have ended any other anybody else's presidency, like yep. quick time. It's it's astonishing. Um, anyhow, so moving on, we have. Next, this was pretty funny, actually. Uh, so, <laughs> both Glenn Greenwald and Tucker Carlson, the best buds, um, have been crying this week. Have been very, very upset about mm, salty uh, tears about about uh, <laughs> about fake quotes attributed to them. So, first of all, so our our our, our good uh, old banter editor. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, Mike Luciano called mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson out in um, it, um, so, so Joe Walsh Joe Walsh had like t- tweeted something out it was it was clearly um, satirical it was a clearly satirical he said he, he tweeted out on Monday morning he said Tucker Carlson tonight quote um, and this and it was uh, a prediction of what Tucker Carlson would say on his show later that evening he said what if these bodies of tortured dead civilians were staged what if they're fake what if the Ukrainian military killed them and then blamed Russia? I'm not saying any of this is true. I'm just asking the questions. Why can't we ask these questions? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Dr. Carlson then went on his show on Tuesday and says, Walsh is known for his willingness to say anything that might help the Democratic Party, whether or not it's true. Uh, well, yeah, he's last- known for that. That's a, You know what? The first thing I think of when, when I hear the name Joe Walsh is, oh my God, what a Democratic Party shill. <laughs> Right, no exactly. one ever thinks that. Right. Good God, he lied in the context of calling out something. It's just amazing. Like Joe Walsh is in the process of uh, calling out Tucker Carlson's duplicity, and Tucker Carlson's response to that is to lie about Joe Walsh. It's <laughs> just it's amazing. Hilarious. It's hilarious. So yeah, talk very on brand. Tucker Carlson said, uh, "You know, he said um, uh, he said it's completely made up." Utterly. We didn't say that. We didn't say anything like that. We didn't even address the topic on the air in any way. So everything about Joe Walsh's tweet is manufa- is a manufactured lie. It's pure dis- disinformation, as they now say. It's like, okay, clearly it was a joke. I mean, clearly, right? He, he released this before Tucker Carlson's show, okay? So he was saying, this is what you're going to hear tonight, right? So clearly satirical. But yet Tucker Carlson got in a in a massive flap about it. Uh, then, um, well, well, you, well, you know what he was really mad about 
they had to rewrite the entire episode because that's what they were going to do. <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh man, you uh-huh. know, it's like he gave away the whole episode. Just start, just start from scratch, rewrite the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, also, um, Glenn Greenwald got the same treatment this week. Uh, Rick Wilson <laughs> gave a, a, a funny quote about, about Greenwald. He said, uh, he wrote on Twitter, he said, Greenwald, um, quote, see, they tied their own hands behind their backs and shot themselves in the back of the head. Vladimir Putin's brave, strong, morally upright young men were merely trying to liberate them. In fact, I'm sure this was a neocon plot to make Putin look bad. So Glenn Greenwald got absolutely hysterical about this and said, liberal icon Rick Wilson fabricated a quote, attributed it to me, and now his drooling democratic fans are now saying this is proof I'm a traitor. They should transfer more of their paycheck to his account to satiate their rage. Uh, uh, fake quotes are fine with Twitter if for the right cause. Do these guys just have like no? Is it no sense of humor, or are they are they just what are they doing here? Like it's clearly satire. It's clearly a, a joke. Um, well, I mean, you know the phrase: a hit dog will holler, and that's what it is. I mean, if. If someone, I, I mean, I, one of my responses to the Greenwald is like, if someone had said this about like Chris Hayes, it wouldn't work, right? Because no one, no one, would, no one would believe that Chris Hayes would say something like that, right? No one would believe that Joe Biden would say something like that. It wouldn't make any sense in the context. But it absolutely sounds like something that Tucker Carlson or Glenn. I mean, obviously. The whole thing, they tied their own hands behind their backs and shot themselves. That's obviously, you know, a joke. You can't do that. Duh. But that type of thing is what they've been saying this whole time that you can't believe anything the United States government says, but you can trust the, trust the Russian government. You know, it's like this is what they've been doing. They've been spreading Russian propaganda for over a month. So when someone's calling them out on it and making fun of them in the process somewhat accurately, they're really mad about that because they don't like it. No one likes being the target of satire, especially when it's really, really accurate satire. Right. So that's what they're whining about. That's what they're really upset about. And I, I actually think that these, these, uh, this way of kind of trolling Greenwald and, and Carlson is actually quite effective given their reaction. Like Glenn Greenwald spent the entire day ranting about this uh went on tucker carlson started ranting it was ranting about it um and it's i'm gonna talk about more i've got glenn greenwald's actually in my both sides segment today uh because he <laughs> <laughs> sorry i know every week i promise not to talk about glenn greenwald and i start talking about glenn greenwald. <laughs> but he is basically a right-wing troll that's that, yeah. that's what he is right now like he's not in any sense a liberal he's a right-wing troll uh, but I have a gateway drug to the red hat. Yes, exactly. So well, that's always been what he is, though. At his core, even going back to the Bush years, Glenn Greenwald's always been a troll. He's always been a contrarian. He's been, you know, an antagonist. He's like the fucking Woody Woodpecker of the blogosphere or whatever. The uh, I don't know what, what, what shit libs. I don't know what they're calling <laughs> Glenn Greenwald's faction now. Hey, that's but he is. He's very much like an instigator. That's what he does. He's like, and and who's the most famous instigator? Woody Woodpecker. Except he's not nearly as funny. Matt, Woody Woodpecker. My my kid loves. I have to watch hours and hours and hours of Woody Woodpecker every day. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, maybe that's why you hate awesome. Glenn Greenwald. You see the connection. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mo, mo, like my kid Moses, he loves loves Woody Woodpecker. So so. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't think he can be compared to Glenn Greenwald. Um, I think I'm, just, I'm giggling at you now, like haunted by the Woody Woodpecker <laughs> laugh because you're seeing so much of it. You're falling asleep at night and you hear that laugh over and over again on an endless loop cycling through your head. Yes. It's yes. got to suck. Uh, but anyway, I thought this was all absolutely hysterical uh, this yeah. week. And I thought very effective. I may even make up some of my own um, Glenn Greenwald uh, 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 tweets just to see what happens. Although he's blocked me again on Twitter, so I don't think I can. But Tucker yeah. Carlson, you know, this, you know, this it's a great. It seems to be an effective way of trolling, of trolling the professional trolls. Mm. Uh, so I thought that that was actually, you know, from a strategic point of view, you always want to find ways of triggering these, um, triggering triggering the trolls. You know, to have a little taste of their own medicine, um, and I'm all for it. So. Anyway, that you, was you know, the best way to do that, the best way to do that is to there, there's a function on Twitter that's called hide reply block. <laughs> that's the best way to antagonize them, because that's like sticking a sticking a, a, a you know, a, a fork in their hornet's nest. They don't like that at all. They don't like being ignored. Being right. Sadly. Yeah. Glenn Greenwald, though, he's a master at drawing attention to himself. I will say that. And that's really uh, but anyway, I'm going to go. I've got him from my both sides, and I, that's, that's a pretty. That's a bit of a. a uh, <laughs> it's a nuts. It's a crazy one. Even for Glenn Greenwald, it's it's a pretty nuts one. Um, but look, guys, there was a story uh, this week. I thought this was pretty interesting. So apparently, um, <laughs> if you get Fox News viewers and pay them to watch CNN. It, it actually, you can rehab Fox News viewers. So this study shows, right? So this was on um, this was on Raw Story. A groundbreaking new study paid viewers of the Fox News network to watch CNN for thirty days. What they found is that the viewers ultimately became more skeptical and less likely to buy into fake news. The early impacts, just after three days, showed that the viewers were already starting to change. The findings of the study, written by David E. Brockman and Joshua L. Carla, explained that the experiment used content analysis comparing the two networks during September 2020. Uh, then, quote, during this period, the researchers explained that, quote, CNN provided extensive coverage of COVID-19, which included information about the severity of COVID-19 crisis and poor aspects of Trump's performance handling COVID-19. Fox News covered COVID-19 much less, said the study. Coverage of COVID-19, it did offer, provided little of the information CNN did, instead giving viewers information about why the virus was not a serious threat. On the other hand, Fox News extensively but highly selectively covered racial issues, and its coverage of these issues provided extensive information about Biden and other Democratic, Democrats' supposed positions on them and about outbreaks of violence at protests for racial justice in American cities. CNN provided little information about either. The networks both covered the issues of voting by mail, but again, dramatically different information about it. Um, so anyway, uh, it, it, they, the, the study concluded that um, the, all the Fox News viewers, right, they were all very conservative and of strong Republicans. And, and the fact that they were paid um, $15 an hour to watch uh, seven hours of CNN per uh, a week and uh, yeah, it, it was a that's a pretty stunning study. So we, they found that the large effects of watching CNN instead of Fox News on participants' factual perceptions of current events and knowledge about the 2020 presidential candidates' positions, 
They discovered changes in attitudes about Donald Trump and Republicans, as well as a large effect on their opinions about COVID. The viewers also evolved to believe that if Donald Trump made a mistake, Fox News would not cover it, and that Fox News engages in partisan coverage filtering. Um, so it's absolutely, this is, I mean, that's pretty stunning. Obviously, you that's know, insane. It, it, right, right. I mean, we knew, we knew Fox News was like cult programming, but holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, it, it 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 really is, and look, CNN. I don't, I I I can't stomach any of the network news um, stuff at the moment. I think it's all, you know, broadly speaking, um, pretty a pretty sad spectacle. You know, I don't like. It's not news. I don't regard it as like proper. None of the networks, none of the major networks, do what I regard as like very serious journalism um, or any serious reporting. It's all personality based. Uh, it's all designed for ratings. Uh, the the quote unquote liberal media does m- most of it. They engage in kind of both siderisms, uh, both siderism stuff. Um, MSNBC is is you know again like I think that having just liberal commentators on is not you know I don't want to have to like I, I just give me the news, give me a news and give me a serious discussion. You know that's what I want as right. opposed to kind of highly partisan stuff. But um, even with even with that, even though, even with all of that, just having to watch CNN pull them that far away mm. from like you know the extreme psycho cult that they're in, right, 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 exactly. It's like it's like giving them they're, they're ingesting poison, and you're not then to counteract it, right? You're not giving them CNN. I wouldn't call CNN a medicine, but I guess in this that's crazy, right? That CNN is kind of. It's like a medicine, really, right? It's like... Or just a lack of poison. It's a lack of poisoning, yeah. So it allows them to detox very slightly from from the insane garbage they're they're ingesting on a daily basis. But one of the things I thought was interesting that that this might now provide a, a very good template, right? A very good sort of... How how Democrats can win elections now, right? And so this is what uh, the Rule Story um, article suggested. They said the findings might suggest that the most cost-effective way for Democrats to win elections is to start running their own infomercials or commercials on the Fox networks. I I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah, but won't they just not let them do that? Don't they just shut down um, commercials? They just reject them if they decide that it's not good for their politics. I don't if they do they because, because a the, way of doing it. Fox News makes its money through cable subscriptions. That, that's mm. what I understand. It's not, and I could be wrong on this, but this is the uh, common wisdom. I think is that uh, cable subscriptions drive Fox News's revenue. So they get mm. every time someone subscribes to a cable TV package. I think Fox News is a basic table, a basic cable tier network, and so therefore the cable companies pay Fox news every time there's a new subscriber Mm. and that's where their revenue is primarily coming. Obviously they make revenue through advertising, but that's why a lot of times advertising revenue or advertising boycotts don't actually work. Yeah. right. That's why Laura Ingraham has almost no advertisers, but she can still stay on the air. Exactly. Yeah. Same with Tucker Carlson. They have, they, they, they bring in subscribers, right? No, but I think, you know, look, there's, there's clearly something to be, 
gleaned from this that that this could if we can reach if democrats can reach fox news viewers with accurate information somehow i don't know how they do it um bursting the the right-wing echo chamber somehow with facts it seems to have some sort of an effect you know like i i always remember um american friends who would travel go to europe or go to the uk and watch the bbc for just like a couple of weeks and they would come back almost like completely changed people it was astonishing i've seen this many many times of people watching they're like wow i feel like i don't i don't know you know i know so much more about the, the first of all the world and second of all i can now see the us i can now see the us system um for kind of what it is and how bad the kind of news media system is over there like we don't get proper news we get you know we get basically uh, entertainment um and that's kind of sad i have always it's always made me feel sad about about uh the, how the news works in this country you know, and how, how bad it is. And Fox News is like, it's the corrosive effect. I've written about this a lot, about the corrosive effect of Fox News, that it doesn't just, it's not just Fox News, the Fox effect. It It's ruined cable news, you know, in general. You know, the Fox effect, turning news into entertainment, turning news into WWE. This is what MSNBC tries to do. They try to do a sort of, their own liberal kind of version of it, right? Which is like, I'm not, again, making a comparison between the two, uh, but, you know, they've learned their lessons from Fox and how successful the Fox model is. And that sort of permeates everything. All media now in America is, is like, has this kind of Fox News footprints all over it. And it's it's really sad. So, I mean, look, that's good news that they can be reached and they can be converted. They can be, they can be, um, uh, somewhat, at least somewhat cured until they p- go back to watching Fox Basically, you just have to take your grandparents, lock them in a room without Fox News for about a month, and maybe, maybe they'll snap out of it. Yeah, yeah, pay them, give them money, you know? <laughs> like, hey, I think that's good. I- I- I'll be up for that. I'll be up for paying uh, Republicans to watch, you know, anything other than Fox News for a month and see what happens. I think that would be great. Um, yeah, when you, when you get a chance, I always love this scam. Uh, you go visit your parents or your aunt or uncle or someone who supports Fox News Channel, watches Fox News Channel, and maybe isn't as tech savvy as they should be. What you do is when you're by yourself in the TV room, go to the parental controls and turn on the parental controls for Fox News. I think you can also do it if you've got like if they've got yeah. Roku or something like that, and and you can block certain streaming channels as well. And so, at the very least, there'll be a period of time about a couple of weeks before tech support has to send someone out to fix it, where those people won't be watching Fox News. Even a few days can deprogram someone. There's a great documentary that I always reference along these lines. It's called Brainwashing of My Dad. And wow. that was ultimately the director, Jen Senko, her solution to the fact that her Kennedy Democrat father started listening to Rush Limbaugh and then Fox News Channel and became indoctrinated into this crazy talk, this sphere of disinformation and lies. And the way she was able to pull him out of that was to uh, uh, was to I, I think she unsubscribed him to all of the right wing newsletters he was getting and. She may, I think she may have also blocked Fox News on his TV. I think she may have set the parental controls. And just in that period of time, 
he came back to his normal self again. He was actually kind of deprogrammed. And so it is possible. And it, all it takes is individuals each doing the right thing uh, for the, the greater good. And I think that might be one way to go about it. Wow, that's amazing. That's a, that's fantastic. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna watch that documentary. Um, okay, so guys, let's move on. We're gonna go to our both sides. Justin, you have a clip for us today. Want to hear this? Yes. Uh, so we got Mark Burns. Um, so this is from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Mark Burns, an unabashed Christian nationalist, Trump-loving pastor who's running for Congress in South Carolina, urged conservatives to start smashing the car windows of anti-fascist activists. All right, you want to play it? You see that Antifa flag? Go knock out their window. That's, That's my about. thought. Forgive you me, that. Lord. Forgive me, Jesus. Lord, forgive me. I'm asking for forgiveness right now. Right. I'm asking for forgiveness right now. It was right just now. a thought. It was just but, a thought. But, 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 but I'm saying, the Bible says that the kingdom suffers violence, violence. and yes. the violence take taken it by, by, force. Force. by force. The problem yes. is we've been too coward and too weak, and we think that man has authority over us when we serve a big God yeah. that's given us power, power and authority, and authority yeah. to tread over every demonic spirit. But yep. so, so if they go to knock out a window, you go to knock out two that's what I'm, hey that's what jesus said go buy two swords that's what i'm come on brother right, come on man go buy two swords so listen oregon y'all better go buy some swords in the name of jesus right yeah. go start knocking out some windows if they wouldn't <laughs> he said all right no, he's so walking. Hold on, time out. let me he's be walking. clear let me be good clear. lord i don't i don't mean violence all right okay listen yeah okay he don't he don't mean violence except that's exactly what he means and you get that from the right they're just being so much more open about how like just using straight up terrorism as political political violence is just baked into their dna now it's just openly baked into their dna and they're not even being shy about it you know they're like the video, oh, no, of, it, the video the video of this guy as well if you can it, to our listeners if you can youtube that find it on youtube i mean this guy's fucking bonkers yeah, no, absolutely. It's like, you know, it's like it's like I'm doing this in the name of the Lord. It's like it's always they've always got a reason. They've always got an excuse. And this is you don't get this on the left. You never get this on the left. And God forbid you did. It would be like, oh, th that would be the end of that person's career. The second someone on the left said, go do violence. That would be it for them. The, the press would crucify them. No pun intended. But the press just kind of looks at this on the right and goes, eh. Whatever. That's just Republicans being Republicans. And that's how it gets worse. It just gets worse and worse and worse because they never get held accountable for it. Yeah. I was just going to say, Justin, there are two ways this could go at this point. Avenue one, it gets worse and worse and worse. Avenue two, something terrible happens to that entire movement or something, I don't know, something existential that shakes them out of that brainwashed status of uh, just insanity. There's just this, this madness that has overtaken upward of, what, 74 million Americans who are Trump disciples, Fox News disciples, who uh, are embracing political violence and all the rest of it. So I hope, I hope it's going to be one of those things where they just get bored and go away. <laughs> But I don't think that's going to happen. Well, so in the either 90s, of those scenarios, I, I hope the existential scenario that snaps them out of this doesn't uh, have too much blood spatter on us, too. 
Uh, I hope it just happens to them and they realize, oh shit, we've been doing the wrong fucking thing for all this time. Maybe we need to rethink our values at this point. Um, well, I mean, that's the in best the 90s, case. In the nineties, it was the Oklahoma city bombing snapped them out of it. It was something did so hard. I don't know that it did. I it's, don't know that it did. Did it? it they dialed it back. They mm. dialed it back enough where the, the, the white nationalist militia movement stopped. I mean, it stopped being like a primary focus for a while. It went underground. And because it was so it was so bad that the Republican Party said, oh, no, we have to distance ourselves. That's not going to happen this time. I mean, look what happened with the, the um, with the Capitol. I mean, it wasn't nearly as many dead people. They didn't blow up the building. But that was about I mean, that was like a shock to the entire country. And the Republican Party spent a week or two going, oh, my goodness, this is awful. And then now they're all just like, oh, this is that was the great. That was an awful that was an awfully wonderful thing. We love yeah. that. That was, but it wasn't. Yeah. And that's the thing. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to shake him out of it. And uh, yeah, I don't know what it's going to take to do it time. again. It's going to be, you know, probably some sort of catastrophic loss of life. I can only imagine. But I don't what think the, that'll that work might this entail. At this point, I think they're so, so bloodthirsty that it won't. You could have a river of blood and they'll say, give me more. So you could be I, I'm right. quite pessimistic. Yeah. Um, uh, Bob, who's your, your pick for today? Well, uh, we're, we're going with uh, the Republican uh, pedophiles and child predators. <laughs> this is oh, so the entire party. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. This is the, uh, the uh, they're really desperately trying to make it seem as if, and I'm talking about the Republicans here, they're trying to make it seem as if it's all happening on the Democratic side. And this comes to us via, you know, the don't say gay bill in Florida, the smear campaign against Katanji Brown Jackson, where they're coupling the first black woman Supreme Court justice with child porn. But the fact of the matter is, is that Republicans have this long, long history of being child predators, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, the usual suspects like uh, uh, Jim Jordan is in there, uh, uh, Mark Foley, uh, Denny Hassert, Roy Moore, you know, Matt Gates is being accused of that uh, sex trafficking and so on. You also have this uh, Trump access peddler, George Nader who's now serving 10 years in prison for transporting a child into the country for sex and possessing child pornography. That guy donated thousands of dollars to Trump's campaign. In fact, there's a picture floating around of Donald Trump with George Nader. We heard that name quite a bit during the Trump-Russia investigation as well. Uh, there's Tim Nolan, who's a uh, former Kentucky judge. He served as Trump's delegate and ballot observer who was charged with multiple human trafficking, offense, trafficking offenses after an investigation found that he had a pattern of paying minors and adults for sex, in some cases recording them. Uh, there's uh, Republican State Senator Ralph Shorty, Trump's Oklahoma campaign chair, for God's sake, convicted of child sex trafficking and sentenced to 15 years. Uh, ben Gibson, a 2020 Republican congressional candidate from Louisiana who lost his election in November and got arrested in December on four counts of pornography involving juveniles under the age of 13. Um, there's Trump Commerce Department official Adam Hagman, uh, who uh, 
who's been held since last November, accused of sharing child pornography and commenting several times on sexually abusing children. The list goes on and on and on. Donald Trump himself has confessed to uh, to scamming on the girls at the Miss Teen USA uh, pageants backstage. Uh, Josh Hawley, the Republican Party in the Senate, the Judiciary Republicans, have voted to confirm many uh, judicial nominees who also gave lighter than recommended sentencing to uh, child predators. So you have to draw a couple of conclusions from this, that the attacks on Ketanji Brown-Jackson, the don't say gay nonsense in Florida, the smearing of Democrats and Disney as supporting pedophiles and this nonsense is completely counterfactual, one, but also is intended to distract from the fact that the Republicans are up to their eyeballs in this shit. And, uh, wow. and so the other conclusion, I think the third conclusion in all of this is they targeted Ketanji Brown Jackson because she is the first black woman nominee of the Supreme Court. I mean, how else can you justify voting to confirm someone else who has lighter than recommended sentencing against uh, child predators uh, and, and then vote against someone for the same reason? What's the difference here? What's the disparity? Well, it's because Ooh, Ketanji Brown Jackson is a black woman. Mm, a I black wonder. woman who, by the way, as we were saying I before, the most qualified jurist of the entire Supreme Court. Her qualifications are far and away above every sitting member of the Supreme Court, liberal, conservative, or what have you. So this was this was a massive, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it. This was a a smear job. This was a uh, you know a, a lynching without a rope is what they tried, and they and they lost. That's the other thing. They let their racist flag fly, and they lost anyway. Well, what kind of lesson do you learn the there? Best, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. That's the, the the silver lining is that they lost. Uh, wow, mm -hmm. that that's yeah, quite just, the list there you have, Bob. Wow, that's that. Yeah, that's just, just remember, crazy. just remember, and, and I've started to see this popping up in more places, and it, it pleases me that people are starting to repeat it. Every Republican accusation is a confession. Every time they can accuse you of something, it's because they're doing it. If they accuse you of being a pedophile, the FBI should be looking at their browser because, oh, my God, there's so many of them. I've got mm, a, uh, a photo creepy. montage up on my Facebook page of all the Republicans who posed with Josh Duggar and who voiced support for Josh Duggar, who molested his underage sisters, for God's sake. Pictures of uh, Josh Duggar with Ted Cruz, Ollie North, Mike Pence, uh, Scott Walker, Marco Rubio, Rick Santorum, Mike Huckabee, Sarah Palin, on and on and on. And I only included a few of the most recognizable ones. There are many, many, many others. But we're wow. to believe because Katanji Brown Jackson, one of uh, you know, dozens and dozens of jurists who have decided that the federal sentencing guidelines uh, aren't a blanket, one-size-fits-all uh, set of guidelines for, for sentencing people. You know, see also the cocaine-slash-crack-cocaine disparity in the federal sentencing guidelines. And, and, and so, but, but this is the 
this is the idea. They get a couple of bonuses from this. They can distract from their own, you know, record of pedophilia and child sexual assault and all the rest of it, while also smearing the first black woman Supreme Court nominee. Staggering. Staggering. And ballsy. Wow. Yeah, you got to get you right. Um, I, I, it never ceases to amaze me how blatant, how how obvious, like the the sort of just how appallingly racist and and um, hi- hypocritical. Like, I, I, it stuns me still. It always stuns me to this day how a human being can can do that, can have that little shame, you know. And that's it. It's lack of shame, really. You know, astonishing. Um, anyway, guys. We're going to wrap it there um, for the day. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Please follow us. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at The Daily Banter. Um, You can follow uh, Justin on Twitter at at Justin D. Rosario. And then Bob at Bob Bob Sesco underscore go. Um, Then also uh, we're on iTunes and we're on Spotify. You can listen to the the Banter Roundtable podcast there. And now we are about to head into the member section where Bob is going to reveal who killed JFK. <laughs> it was me. It was me. Yeah. I, I confess. Just I confess. Rosario. Uh, yeah, I this is going to be a, real, a super interesting members only podcast today because uh, Bob is a JFK conspiracy theory nerd. Um, I'm not calling him a conspiracy theorist. But he will be revealing to us all sorts of secrets that he found. Apparently, you spent time down in DC searching through archives, uh, Bob, yeah, which is uh, yeah. amazing. So we're going to head into the we're going to head into the members only section and listen there. Uh, if you'd like to listen to that, you can get a huge discount on a band of members. You can get fifty percent off. Um, you're going to be supporting everything we do. You get access to the members only podcast. You get access to members only posts. You get access to the locked archive. You get access to our letters to the editor feature. So become a banter member. It's well worth the money. Uh, we love you for it. We appreciate it. It's what keeps us going. And uh, okay, we will see you there and we'll see you next week. All right. Later. Thanks. <laughs>